Welcome to another episode of Bench Talk. I'm your host, Tom Gerrard. This week, I'm catching up with uh, Queensland-based El Salvadorian artist, Carlos Barrios. How you going, Carlos? Hola, Tom. Hola. Muy bien. You too? Oh, oh, very good. Yeah. Thank you very much. Ah, no very, problem. Very happy that you're here. Very nice to meet you. I've been familiar with your artwork for, already for a few years, you know, but now it's really nice to put a face and an energy. Yeah. Thanks. And a lovely one too. Ah, thank you. Thank you. Likewise, likewise. Oh, I've, um, you know, we uh, exhibit in uh, some of the same galleries, and uh, like um, Lennox Street Gallery and also Tom Gallery up in Byron Bay. And, oh, that's very nice. Yeah, I, I see. Yeah, I, I keep uh, coming across your artwork, and uh, I have done for years, and it's really great to be sitting here in your studio, seeing. I don't know. I just like uh, sort of taking in how diverse your work is, and. How much of it you do? Um, I don't know how how much experimentation you do with different mediums as well. It's uh, and even you know you were showing me the framing you're doing and everything. It's like you're a very hands-on guy and yeah. you know. I like to keep busy. I suppose it helps for the mental health. Mm. You know, it's uh, I don't know. It's just you, you need to have a lot of uh, mediums and mess around because you don't know what you're going to feel like it, uh, if you want to. One painting will transform into something else, or, mm. or you, yeah. I suppose we have to be generous with our creativity and, and let let have a lot of things. Some of them you're never going to use them for years, and then suddenly you need. Yeah, that's the problem, and a lot of junk built up. <laughs> yeah, no, I agree. Like I, I, I paint over a lot of my paintings. Do you do, you do the same? Like the ones that you know, you, they, yeah, you know, it just it felt right at the time and. I don't know, it may have even gone into galleries and everything, it comes back and it's like, you know, this this thing's got to go. That's right. And you can paint in the back of them too. Yeah. You know, I think it's, uh, if, if it's some kind of energy, if the art has, you know, a, a spiritual, energetic presence, not just the visual one, you know, it's always behind the, the other layer, it's just built up, I suppose. I don't know, sometimes I used to be, when I was very poor also, getting canvas from St. Vincent de Paul and painting on top of them or things like that, you know. And, and, and even sometimes, you know, you can leave something that, that is already in there, you know, it's a lot of movements in art and it's art appropriation. And, you know, you can uh, have something there and include it into your work, I suppose. It's, it's the rules are there, it's not really rules, mm. other than the one we put ourselves, I suppose, you know. Yeah. So, um... Do you want to tell me uh, where you're from and uh, how you discovered art and how you got into art? Okay, yes. I was born in a small country in Central America called Salvador. Mm-hmm. My father's family comes from Honduras, another Central America country. They were at war mm-hmm. for a while. Uh, but we all speak Spanish. Most of the families come from Spain, some from France, and we are mixed with some Native American bloods. We are mangroves real mangroves in there, and I used to go with my dad to some archaeological places, ancient cities, when I was a kid, and I remember very vividly one time when I was walking in, was a lot of pieces of ceramics and obsidian crystals where they used to make tools, and I picked up a little rock, 
and have some carvings and, and I keep that rock for years but sometimes I used to stare at the rock and I could see the figures moving like changing you know and, and I say oh my god this is such a trip you know like as a kid you know and you start to see I, I, I was wondering if something came into me and I start to enhance my imagination maybe everybody every kid got a big imagination but I think without knowing some something like the seed of art came in that moment and and then I, like all the kids, you know, we like to draw. I wanted to make my parents some murals. I was around seven, so I, I paint the wall with crayons, and I, they made me wash the walls. <laughs> you know, <laughs> of course, but I see all that I wanted to do it big, you know, not just in a piece of paper. So I, as long as my art could reach, I was making all these stick figures and things. Yeah. And I seen I cut all the encyclopedias of my figures to join them to, as well. So. Yeah, and then uh, one time I discovered some of my father paint and he used to fix things and I just mi was mixing it in some paper and, and I just, it looks like nothing. But in one moment, your eyes got into a different focus and you could see a lake with a boat and almost you could see some, some you know, very anatomical, proportionally things happening. And then you close your eyes and open and it's not there anymore, you know. It's, mm. it's like, wow, you know. It's, uh, I suppose uh, I used to like to draw a lot yeah. and then the, my father used to know a lot of artists too he developed a, a very nice art collection some you know very daring pieces and I remember through the civil war when we were in lockdown you know sometimes you, should, you, you would stare at some of these abstract paintings and, and, and they were windows to another universe Mm. You know, it's, I think they did something to me. It's like looking at the universe. Yeah. And looking since suddenly a bailarina floating on top of a planet, you know. You know, very creepy. Yeah. Kind of <laughs> yeah, I think. So with, you, you were saying that your um, dad worked on archaeological sites, is that right? Yeah, he used like, to be a bit, uh, uh, perhaps a dark version of Indiana Jones. Yeah. You know, a little bit, you know, he was involved in many things. He was a very smart man, very interesting man, and with a lot of interest in history, ancient cities, in art. Mm. But also, I see he carries some deep bruises in his heart. His brother was killed in front of him when they were teenagers, mm. you know, and, and things, and sometimes he will be harsh to himself and perhaps to the people around, you know, he, he will consume big quantities of alcohol and he liked guns mm. you know, like I have got him a couple of times around 2 o'clock in the morning playing the Russian roulette and oh, being no. silly by himself jeez yes yeah um yeah that's deep <laughs> yeah, yeah it's very you yeah. know uh, it seems normal when you are there but it's not yeah. nice you know you just want to go to bed yeah <laughs> so being that um you know you grew up around sort of uh like I guess indigenous uh, Latin American art, like um, artifacts and everything. There's a lot of like simplicity in the the style of artwork, and um, I see it sort of carry through into your art these days. Whereas, you know, a lot of people when they start out as art, they're trying to um, create something that looks as mo like as much like a photo or as much like something in real life as possible. Do you do you feel that you know because you're around these artifacts that were you know, non-photo realistic representations of art, it sort of gave you permission to sort of, to be freer with your art? Yeah, perhaps I, I, 
I was aware um, from the very far distant angles, such as in us at art, you know, perhaps it was even at a school, but uh, you are consuming your own micro universe and living your own bubble. So, as a kid, you know, I really enjoy my sports and then, you know, drawing a lot. And then uh, we, we make a rock band. I used to make a lot of drawings of rock bands and sing some poetry. And I started to, 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 when we used to be with the other teenagers in the park, sometimes smoke pot, you know, like experience. And I would, you know, sometimes uh, in this part, the concrete was black, and I would pick up just pieces of red bricks or what, stone, and sometimes we'll just scribble. Mm-hmm. While you were talking, you know, scribble things that will come uh, just out of nowhere, and, and suddenly, you know, you easily feel, you know, a few meters with drawings, scribbles on the, on the pavement with it. And then, you know, I, I think it was, was very nice just to, to that, that moment was like connecting with something like that even you know, have a name or anything like that. It's, uh, and then uh, when I was around, I suppose, um, 18, uh, I tried to study different things that my parents wanted, but um, I, I was very bad for that kind of thing, you know? And, and always end up just making drawings, making drawings. And then they have this uh, big war uh, in, in the capital, you know, this big offense, even we had to be locked down for several days and nights. And, mm-hmm. and then I could feel just my, my, my hand started with a pencil instead of doing some mechanical drawing, just going organic and free solo and, and with out of control of my brain and just creating all these stories and figures and things and mm-hmm. more in the surreal, and just a, a flood, you know, and, and I think I really enjoyed that, that scene. And say, I was around it and I say, okay, this is what I want to do with my life. Mm. And, and uh, it helped me a lot too because I used to be hung around with a lot of, uh, they were dark days, Tom. We were uh, angry kids, you know, the civil war, a lot of people getting killed, and you are trapped in a kind of a middle class mm. kind of scenes. So, you know, it's, going to the extremes. So I, I didn't feel like any commitment with a, a, any, any with the government or with the guerrilla. And we were just uh, teenagers trying to grow, grow up. And then, you know, we started to do a lot of naughty things. We get in so much problem with the authorities. Mm-hmm. So with the, with the band, you know, we wanted to play heavy metal, dark rock. The, mu- the Musica del Diablo, <laughs> you know, it's, and we were feeding the dark part of ourselves, so I think I ended up a few times spending uh, the night in jail, you know, it was, and then um, you start to develop a bad reputation and change for the family too. Yeah. I've been there. Yeah, yeah, and, 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 and that was me, but also that was not me. Mm. Also, when I discovered that scene and it's called art, you know, it's, I realized that I could be alone and, and really have a good trip and a lot of uh, entertaining thing, doing these things alone. And, and I started to explore and to look at more of the paintings that my father have and try to look at some books. 
and then I, I experiment with, with paint and my own and it was a moment where I as another artist who was older than me El Chele Moncho uh, is a, he was a, a graphic designer and a drum player in a band too and he was having some successful uh, uh, reasonable exhibitions and, and resolving some competitions it's not, it's not much over there so you know mm-hmm. you have to be part you know if you are a young artist you know even if you see your bad you, you just try to have to put yourself out there anyway I used to go once a week to his house and he he will teach me some techniques you know thank mm. you yeah, I used to have some, a friend like that who had a studio in Barcelona and I, I used to come and hang out at this studio and uh, I, I, at first I thought I was welcome there but after a while he was like, man, I've got work to do. But, oh. I, but I really, like, we're friends and all that and it wasn't like that but I was just so, like, I was like, oh, I can go make art at, my, at this guy's studio and it was... Um, and did you make some? Oh, yeah, I made yeah. lots of it, you yeah. know. When yeah. you were working with him, like, like you, you come with, with some sketchbook or oh, yeah. some paint? I'd bring all my own materials and everything. But in, we were friends, like, and we were both artists, but I didn't have a studio at the time. And, he'd be, and at first he invited me around, come hang out, we'll, make, we'll do some painting, and did that, and it's like, oh, I'll come back the next day, and I'll come back regularly. And I realised that I was being a nuisance and how sacred the studio is for a... Uh, an artist, you know, you can't always have friends around. That is, it's all depend yeah. on. I see in different ages the studio have a different meaning. Yeah, you know, yeah, it's, I uh, agree. Like uh, you know, like uh, now it's such a place of solace and reflection and of war too. Mm. But in the past, also used to be a place of parties and meeting people of wild scenes. Yeah, and then they transform us. As, as I see, as long as we are transforming ourselves the studio will reflect that kind of dynamics. As, mm. But how good then, then you, you were having that moment too. Mm. And, and did you do well, often, like once a week or every yeah, day? Yeah, I think, <laughs> no, I think I went about twice a week. But the thing is, I was just starting to show up, you know. I'd yeah. call him, like, because I just live down the road. Oh, call yeah. him up, oh, what are you up to? Oh, I'm just hanging out in the studio. All right, I'll be there in five minutes, you well, know. Nah. And you were but, doing uh, your, your, your spray paint too in the streets uh, around nah, that time? Yeah, I was, yeah. he was uh, a friend of mine I was doing that with. But he had an oh. art career as well. He was having exhibitions all over Europe. And it was, you know, he really, um, he mentored me, I guess. And okay. he gave, and he, he showed me that he, you could make a career off it. He was the first person who I hung around with on a, regular basis who was really making a career and you know art books were coming out and they have articles on him and oh, all, all sorts of things so I was yeah, it's hard like, work, huh? and his studio was amazing it was like um you know he lived in his in his studio oh, and, nice. but, uh, but everything was organized and I don't know he had every um everything he needed at his fingertips and it was just it inspired me yeah you know, by yeah. himself or with yeah by himself yeah yeah that's yeah. good. Uh, studios are magic. Yeah. You know, like uh, from from a little bedroom where, where you start to paint to mm. eventually moving into 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 other spaces and they are always transforming how you can go into an empty room then it's just metal and they say, I could do something with this and then you, you like timber and you can put play and you paint your walls and suddenly it's full of promise. Yeah. And potential and, and, and you can do anything. You feel like we get happy with such a little thing, you know, a piece of paper, a blank canvas, an empty wall. Yeah. You know, the, the joy that that can bring. I still feel that and my heart vibrates. And yeah. 
and oh. feels joy. Yeah, I just need a blank piece of paper in the mornings and it's it's yeah. it's on. Like I know I, I can challenge myself with a pen and a blank piece of paper. You know. Yeah, and then I, every day, no. every day before I go to the studio. Oh wow! Yeah. I have my morning and coffee and I always do a drawing. And, and, and what what do you do? Which medium do you use to, to make the drawing a, in the morning? A black pen and a red pen, and that's black it. Pen and red pen. Yeah. Fantastic. Yeah. Felt or no, no ballpoint pens. Ballpoint pens. Yeah, I'll show you. I'll show you after this. Yeah. I'll get you to do a drawing in my book. Yeah. Yeah. I suppose. Yeah. It would be nice. Drawing is very nice. I, I got the sketchbooks in the car, maybe two of them. Mm. It's, it's uh, some in front of the TV room, too. It's, it's, a, it's a bag with pens and mm. things. Because uh, you never know. It was recycling the tea bags, too. Some things, they, they have different washes when you mm. when, take the tea bag and you put it on the paper and start to make different washes. And sometimes mm. you just look at them for a few days and make more. And suddenly one day you are... And something takes form, mm. you know. Yeah, like I, I, I think, um, you know, starting out working on uh, on paper is really important. Like I, for the first, I guess the first few years of my art, I was traveling a lot, so I only used like watercolor and inks and stuff on on paper, and then I could easily transport them or ship them back to Australia. And yeah. um, I feel it's. Uh, it's a good way to start because they don't you don't have um, piles of paintings like piling up around you and they're easy mm. to store and it's a cheap medium it's as well. Maintenance. Yeah, like Big even watercolors, you get those discs of watercolors. Like yeah. they'll last you for some, years. I got some in there. Yeah, they last forever, don't they? Yeah, oh yeah. god, yeah. you know, ink, you know, it's a, it's a paper is the best, you know. Mm. Every, everything is good, but paper really I I, I used to travel and, and, and sometimes spend all my money. Mm. And then I've been in a little town in in Mexico with with no money and empty car full of you know, but I have some paper and I go into the streets and I will go and, and make some drawings. Mm. I was in in where was this in San Cristobal Las Casas. I was in San Cristobal Las Casas and this I was making some drawings in the street and these kids still come and say, "Oh, can I have a drawing?" And I give them one drawing each and they went away. Yeah. And then they come back half an hour after. Now we can buy from you and sell it because we sold it. <laughs> and they were, okay, so I give some to them. And, and uh, anyway, you know, you end up uh, with a collection, I don't know, good or bad, just a collection of a lot of efforts, sketches, ideas, drawings. And uh, that time a, a family, uh, a Mexican family, invited me to stay a few days with them. I made them a... A, a painting of the, or a drawing of the Last Supper because mm. they were very Catholic, yeah. the wife. And then I took my bunch of drawings to, to a lady, a German lady have a gallery in town and she bought a lot of them so I could keep moving on. Mm. Were these your uh, first art sales that you were making? On the, my first art sale that I made was in, in Latin America, in El Salvador. Mm. I was around 18 I, and I was making some, just some ink drawings and this other guy that he used to smoke pot and he was a bit crazy, somebody killed him. Such a nice guy too, he got killed. And, and he said, oh, I love your work. Uh, I'm going to buy this one and give it to my, to my sister. To my sister and, and, and I, feel, oh, I feel very proud. So I even framed it for him and I took it to, to his sister's place. And she said, oh, guys, you are hippies, but you are clean hippies or something. <laughs> <laughs> it was so funny. And then, you know, it was a whole transition scene for me. 
because suddenly from being this 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 teenager that has been a bad teenager, almost like a criminal teenager, I have been able to the because they are to make a almost 360 degrees change, and then I will go instead to, to, to the park and bring my canvas and watch people and paint and feel the energy. And then the neighbor start to say, oh, so how you, you became an artist? You're not anymore, you know, the, the, the bad boy that was just looking for fights and looking for trouble. And, mm. You know, suddenly, a bit, uh, yeah, I, I, I could feel that through the art, you, you could find yourself. Mm. You can be uh, isolate yourself if you were feeling like you were in the wrong path or with the wrong crowd and you have a lot of warnings and still you haven't been killed. You know, you still have the, the time for redemption through the art. Yeah, totally. It's, so to me, it was my, my, my savior. Mm. Even now, you know, I need it. Yeah. I, actually, I, I do it because I need it. If not, I could not live. Yeah. Like, I don't know what else to do. Well, that's the... Uh, I find the same with art. Like, even before I was ever selling paintings or doing it for a career, I just, I needed to to paint. It's like... When I was a kid, I needed to go ride my skateboard. It was like that. Like if I went fi- like a few days without, I'd just have to get out there and go skating. And then it was the same for me with painting. Ever since I, yeah, I got and, into and you it. did a lot of street painting too, huh? Yeah, you yeah. were clan- when they, how they call clandestine under under the what? You were clandestino, clandestino. You know Manu Chao. Oh yeah. He got a song called clandestino. It's when mm. you go. Uh, under the no rules or anything oh like. okay yeah of the grid a bit yeah like you just uh, lawless yeah yeah I was just, yeah you know, but that was the culture I was in you know yeah, because, because, yeah. Uh, it, it was uh, because in Melbourne it's a lot of uh, stencil and graffiti area is really you know I, I, I love to see that every time I go there and you see some stencils on the street that it just mm. looks so I, I really love it yeah Sounds good. Sounds bad. Yeah, <laughs> but that's with everything. You oh, know. look, you know, yeah. it's, uh, the more you do it, uh, you, you are. I, I hope you get better or you get worse. I hope sometimes we get worse too because mm. better uh, can be a bit conformist. Mm. But it's usually the one, the people who start off and they're not very good and they work hard to get better. They're the ones that usually stick with it. You yes. know, if you start off good, it's too easy and you. Uh, you don't always stick with it. Yeah, it's a lot of people that they are very talented, but they they, they stop because they mm. they don't they don't think they can get better than what they have done. Mm. I used to have this Latin American artist friend. I used to share a student. My God, he was so good. But then he perhaps he was a bit of his worst enemy because sometimes it's better to be a bit bad and you work hard and you just keep working hard and working mm. hard and something come out eventually. But you are in the in the in the in the fight. Mm. You know, or, or you are on the journey. Yeah. You know, seeing, you know, it's a, but it's, I suppose, in, you have to be natural. Yeah. Absolutely, you know, and supported. Yeah. And, you know, it, and, and it's what other artists, friends, uh, where you are looking when you are young for artists, friends, is because uh, people can talk about the same things and they can share some techniques and say, look, you can do with a pencil like this or with the jokes, mm. with the thing, you know, it's always something that we can learn from anybody, yeah. somebody. Yeah. Nice. Yeah. So did you, um, like, when, when you moved to Australia, oh, by the way, when did you move to Australia? I came to Australia in 1990. Yeah? The, in the 21st of June of 1990. 
And were you, um, did you arrive in Australia and you were an artist and that was your trade or? Well, I was, I was working on that. I was, I have a few paintings in exhibitions in Latin America. I have put in a few competitions and, you know, I was, you know, very committed, very committed because it became addictive. However, I, you know, I, I didn't have a, a proper a formal training. You know, I was a lot of time learning, you know, something is from this friend or from another artist that was very bohemian and drunk all the time in the street, but he had some good techniques and, mm. and drawing a lot every day. And, Mm. So when I came here, I, I, I have that big, big motivation and, and have done maybe a couple of paintings that they were hanging in places. And, mm. But, you know, uh, still very green. Long way to go. I was 20. Yeah. And, you know, I, I would feel I was doing it only for, for two years. And, and, and still so much to learn over there. It was very hard to do. The, the financial situation of El Salvador was, was very difficult. Mm. Yeah. Uh, even to buy, to find paint or material. So a lot of artists, they are working with very simple materials, mm. pack, packing paper, you know, yeah. house paint. And a lot of them, then they are more established and have more experience, they have to produce something that can be into a commercial lane or how to balance their they, they life. A lot of them are too was for political propaganda, mm. you know, it's, Mm. They were always the sacred cows. The, some of the, the guys and they were on the fringe, they used to call out oh, the sacred, sacred, sacred cows. The one that they were, you know, very sought for the, for the, well, the collectors and things. You know, it's always, always the liars of things. Mm. But it more diminished, more diminished than coming to Australia is like, I don't know, I got very lucky, Tom. I came to Australia and I didn't speak much English even now, it's terrible. But anyway, I and was uh, in the local newspaper. Was uh, they were calling for local artists for a meeting? And I said, oh, I want to have a look. What is this about? It. And then I went, and they were trying to make an art group. And a lot of them they were migrants, Italian, from Cyprus, all kind of artists. Everybody have their own techniques and intentions. And I met this Argentinian sculpture, a sculptor, and he said to me, Oh, do you smooth? Do you have a space? I got the space, I got the studio in the powerhouse, Casula powerhouse, before they made the art center. It was an empty shell mm. with few artists working in there. And I said, okay. And I start to go there every day. And then I applied for the National Art School. In that time, it was the East Initiative. They used to be the chef school, the butcher, the fashion design, and the artist. So, you know, together it was an interesting mixture. Yeah, definitely. And I, and I, they accepted me, so I, I went and studied art for, for a year. Okay. And then I, with my friend, uh, another group of artists, we applied for a grant, and we got the art grant, and we managed to get hold into a factory. It used to be the old Sara Lee factory in Balmain Road, in, in you know, like Lilyfield, Balmain, very central area. Mm. And we got the first the top floor, you know, a lot of space and I have a studio, oh my god how this amazing studio and there were six of us and that was maybe 1992 mm -hmm. 1990, end of 1991 and still until now the studio have maybe a hundred artists Wow. and it has moved, we have two warehouses, now it's called one plus two artists, studios 
Mm. And, and we put a gallery and used to have exhibitions and people would come to the street. Mm. And Australian people, uh, they're very supportive of that. You know, they, they, they buy art. Maybe it was not very expensive, but they, you know, they still spend a mm. few hundred dollars. That was a disposable income that they have, and they will come and, and see something that they like. Maybe it doesn't look that professional, and they will take it home. Mm. You know, yeah. it was really very supportive, the system. Mm. But also, when you when you are buying um, art off, you know, younger artists, you don't know what you're really getting until they're, they're to see where their career goes. No, they don't. Because I've been at many exhibitions, you know, years ago, and uh, seen art for you know that I could afford, but I didn't buy it because I didn't for whatever reason. And then you see the, who the artist turns into down the track, and you just think, gee, I, I wish I wish I had bought that. You know? Yeah, it's it's such a mystery. Right? Yeah, yeah, it's, it's um, but that, that's good though. I think it's really good that um, you know, there is a uh, a culture of collecting art in Australia, even at all different levels, and um, you know, it helps there be more artists, which I oh, think yes. is good for the world, you know. Oh yes, yeah. the level, well, the artists they really don't 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 get a gun to go to work. Mm. You know, they pacifist mostly, or you know, or even um, I think art brings some kind of magic. I don't know. I still haven't worked out. Mm. I, I work on that every day, but sometimes more in, I get trapped more into the process, mm. and I feel like I got my own limitation, and it's so so much. To experience and to and to and to and to grow, it's not like in a sport where you know by the late twenties you you have to retire. It's like by the late fifties you start to understand certain subtleties, mm. and they have perhaps to do with, with with some thing that we haven't learned properly. That you know that is about this planet, about this universe. Perhaps it's a, a spiritual world or a mental world and. You know, it's, it's just, the, the more you read, you say, wow, you know, what's going on? Mm. And we're so silly, too. <laughs> <laughs> and how did you experience yourself, you know, like when you were an artist, you, you find some support, too, from, like growing in Melbourne, the people? And the... Uh, yeah, yeah, I guess so. Like, I, I just um, felt that, you know, when I started, the first time I started relying on art as an income, it was there, you know. I think I wasted my first year actually applying for art grants. Yeah, you know yeah. they dangle the carrot, you know, like yeah. thirty thousand dollars or this or that, and you think, oh, I'm going to apply for that and it'll set me up. But you realise that the amount of work that goes into the application is going to really take you away from your art, you yeah, know. And then and then they just send you a letter to saying, sorry, you didn't get it. And it's like, what? I worked on that for a month, you know. Wow. Yeah. Could have I could have just made paintings, yeah. and that that was a real lesson in. Uh, Learning that, um, you know, the the core of your business as being an artist is making art, yeah. not sitting on the laptop and trying to work out how to sell it or anything like that. No, I think you have to go to the streets. Yeah. Yeah. We went to the streets. And the galleries. Yeah. Oh, yeah, yeah that, that perhaps comes later. Yeah. Uh, yeah, I guess, yeah, the streets come first. You know, I, I don't know. It's, um, I suppose if you are confident to go to the galleries, uh, because it's a lot of different galleries. See, some galleries that will show your work as long as you pay for the space. Mm. So anybody can show anything. Then there's some galleries that they they have the, 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 the list of clients and they, they, they pay for drinks and invitations and, yeah. and you know, and they do a bit of publicity. It's a, I think all of them, they are part of the process. Mm. Now, I think it's, it's weird because 
you know, they I've been told, like warned off, like the they call them the vanity galleries where they make you pay and then you can show your work. But that sort of makes sense as well if you're looking for opportunities because you've got to, with, without having opportunities, you'd never make it to the uh, bigger galleries, if you know what I mean. Oh, completely. Yeah. I think you, as a young artist, you, you have to take that chances. You mm. have to submit to, if you can, to, to exhibitions, to our prices sometimes, you can get hung. It's just, you need to put, I suppose, your word in the eyes of, of the people and also to, when you see your work in, in, hung in another context, also you can learn something as well about yourself, about the others. Uh, yes, the, the vanity galleries are very important mm. to some stage in our life because you don't have a established gallery that we're going to show our work. Mm. But if you have a group of followers already, you can put them together in, in a place where, you know, they're not going to take commission, but they rent you a week to, to hang the work and you bring your own drinks and, you mm. know, we did that with the studio that uh, we made and we have the artist studio and one room was, we put the proper lights and make it white and nice so we have the, the gallery including to, so we can do it all the time and eventually develop a bit of a mailing list with some of the local people mm. and the word of mouth. Mm. And then uh, it's all the years of developing a body of work, I suppose, you mm. know, it's, a, it's many paths, I suppose, to, to the Apple. Before we get into the next section of the podcast, I want to take a moment to say a special thanks to today's sponsor. Introducing the Art Career Academy, a new online school for the career artist. This academy supports artists to build the art career that they desire. And I'm especially excited to let you know that I'm on the teaching staff for this innovative school. So, if you're frustrated in not knowing how to build your art career and you want to feel confident and clear on the pathway forward, then head to artcareeracademy.com to sign up for the first intake of their new course, Going Pro. Early bird prices are available until Monday the 5th of June and numbers will be limited. So if you feel like this is for you, then we'd love to have you join us. Okay, let's get back to today's episode. I was doing some, uh, some research on you prior to the interview oh. and you've, um, you've seen to be, you know, worked with lots of galleries in lots of different states in Australia. And, um, you know, I've, I've learned that, you know, getting in with galleries is a very sensitive subject for an artist you know mm -hmm. you can't just walk into a gallery and say I want to exhibit with you they'll say see you later and it's uh, it's yeah. all about building relationships and all that sort of stuff come back in five years yeah say, okay yeah <laughs> but, how, but how how have you gone about like um, building relationships with so many different galleries and um, exhibiting I've been better it's luck it's like because I got a lot of friends and they are a lot more talented, you know, and, and then sometimes, you know, sometimes you need a, a friend and give the good word for you or somebody who knows you and they know the, the gallery because uh, sometimes it's easier if somebody opens the door than you go and knock the door, you know. Yeah. Coming out of nowhere was a bit difficult for me because uh, the English and, and also I... But I was not prepared, you know, it's, 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 it's some of the, 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 the levels of art in Australia are very high, you know. Mm. Yeah, I know. You know, like, wow, man, you know, it's just a foul, you know. <laughs> I can never do something like that, so I have to do my own way. Mm. I have to do my version. Yeah. <laughs> anyway, but eventually somebody like it. Mm. Yeah. Maybe one person, maybe ten don't. Mm. Or maybe, you never know, you don't do for the like. Mm. But, but it's, a, it's a, the addiction. It's mm. the the, the sickness and the medicine, you know. I think um, the first time that I have an opportunity, I did a lot of uh, experiences in, in some 
few re regional galleries, you know, or working through our officers and they will, you know, expose your work somewhere and get an opportunity, collective galleries or council running galleries. And then what happened uh, when I moved to the Southern Highlands of New South Wales, uh, I, I was being the barista at my brother's cafe. My family's been farming coffee for 250 years. And I always been going between Australia, back to Latin America. And then somehow, the last time I went to uh, Latin America before I get married, I, I submit some massive paintings, three meters by three meters, for a Biennale, and they got selected. So I got with another four artists of El Salvador to represent in a Biennale. Was, yeah? Yeah, in Costa Rica. Wow. It was amazing. And, and a museum uh, of Nicaragua bought the, one of the paintings, and the other one is belonged to the people who was sponsoring the Biennale. So that was a big key. And as a result of that, a gallery, uh, a very powerful gallery from El Salvador, then I have approached. When I came from Australia back to there, I approached them and say, I'd like to show some work. No, they, they didn't you know, take any notice. But then after it was in the television and I was selected and the big paintings, they called me, the owner called me, not the director, and said, oh, they told me that you have come to visit us and you're going to show with us. And they took me and they, they did some you know, good sales. And then I moved back to Australia and I'm still working with them. They, and they started to take 60%. Wow. You know, like, and they will not even tell me about, you know, when sales are because you are so far away. Mm. Anyway, that fell through. But when I came to Australia, uh, I, I was just going to save some money, have, see what, if I could show some work and go back to Latin America because what started to happen, mm. you know? And then my father has uh, given me a, a, in the property a house for a studio. He actually, he passed away. He was beaten by a snake in a coffee plantation in a party. He was 55. Ah. So I was running his estate, but I didn't like it. And so, so I, I, I asked my sister, why you don't come to live in Honduras, run the state, instead of living in San Salvador, capital city, mm -hmm. but in a small you know, house, coming to live in a big property. And she did, and I came to Australia. And I managed to, to score a painting in the Sulman. Oh, wow. Yeah, I was lucky. Mm. Uh, actually, I, I, I met Annika in the coffee shop. Mm. You know, she used to come, I used to make coffees. Mm. And, and this, my brother was expanding his coffee shop to another, another guy, he had a building. Uh, this Jewish guy, this lovely guy, Andrew, in, in a non-neutral, in Cremor. He has Nokabang and make a building, and, and he has this big space, you know, like around 400 square meters. And I met him, and he liked me. He said, you need a space to paint? I give you free space, and I paint there for, for two months for free. Wow. And then he rented the space, and he said, oh, you have to go now. But I got one upstairs, but it's, it's bigger, it's 600 square meters. And I went and I paint for two months in there, too. Yeah. And then in there, I, I, I made some crazy big paintings, and one of them got selected for the Sulman, the jar was Michael Parr. Yeah. Mm. And then it was based on Anika and, and our daughter pushing the pram. And the next year I got selected for the Sulman again. Oh, wow. The, the judge was Janet Lawrence. And then, and never again, anyway. Oh. <laughs> I, have, I have two good chances, and, and I started to work with a gallery. They invited me to, to work with them. It used to be called United Galleries in Sydney, and they used to have some sellers. And they, they sold some large paintings, but somehow I lost the, uh, the, 
this thing with them something happened you know mm. the connection wasn't in there yeah so I went solo and this uh, guy and they used to have a gallery and then the gallery was closed and he had just a small gallery and a framing place in Vaucluse called Stanley Perth and he had a lot of clients with the South African Jewish community and they love art they really appreciate art and music so he would sell a lot of big paintings around Vaucluse and all the area you know Mm. They have all these massive houses, very nice people, you know, they, they, because they like the art and they don't, you don't have a name, but they like what they see, so they take it to the house, it's even if yeah. it's uh, 180 by 180 or 2 meters, two meters. Mm. and you know, it's just amazing to have the space to put a, a big monster like that. Yeah. You know. Because <laughs> in, uh, I know in Melbourne, there's a, uh, there's a problem with the architecture and big paintings. Yeah. The houses, like now, the modern houses, they 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 can they're equipped for big paintings. But there's um a lot of the uh, the inner city suburbs were little um, workers' cottages, mm-hmm. and there's nowhere to hang big paintings. It's where you it's where you paint all these massive buildings yourself. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> if you got to go big, you got to do it outdoors. Oh, yeah, yeah. Oh, but um, but yeah, like you know, I think uh, being up here in uh, you know Queensland and. Um, you know, also in Sydney, I think there's a lot more uh, opportunity to sell bigger paintings. Yeah, it's yeah. just nice to make them. I look, yeah. I love to make one painting in a train ticket or make one painting that is two by two sometimes. Yeah. Uh, you know, the, you, you know, it's a, it'd be like, I don't know, it just keep going on mm. the painting. But then, uh, anyway, with the Stanley, was not really, a, you know, like a proper gallery. He has had a gallery, but he has been a dealer and he have all these connections. So he was an art connoisseur, you know, and, mm. and he, he connected a lot of works. By that time, I have moved um, with Annika to Mossman, you know, in Balmoral Beach, and because her uh, parents have a house that was divided into, you know, like a duplex, and we live in one part, we rent from them, and one of my rooms was a studio. Mm. Um, I seen I, I managed to get one painting in the Blake Prize a couple of times, and in the most manar prize, they didn't go on anything. Mm. And I, I submit to a lot of small prizes too. I, I won a few times some of the small prizes. But you know, because uh, if you come from a world, you have to try what comes mm. in front of you, the opportunities. I remember hanging a lot of paintings in coffee shops and, mm. and people will buy a few. And, and, but still now, a lot of them, they follow my work, you know, mm. in, the, in the Facebook or the Instagram. You even sold paintings in uh, cash converters, you were telling me. I, I, I was going back from, from showing a couple of paintings uh, through Newtown, and I was carrying these two paintings, and that was, oh my, that was so many years ago, uh, maybe 30 years ago, and I didn't want to carry them anymore, so I just, I, I just oh, I wonder if these guys you know, will keep them for me. And I went into cash there, can I leave these paintings here? And they gave me a few hundred dollars. I say I, I go on to come and you know get them later. I seen the money that I was getting from, you know, was almost the same money if I sell them through the cafe. Mm-hmm. But then they called me a few weeks after and say, hey, do you have more painting? We sold it. Some people like your painting, so they <laughs> want more. Carlos Barrios, represented by cash converters. You know, only Newton, man. Only yeah. Newton. Yeah. That was so funny. And then I put some in some coffee shops, Cafe Solea, and they have jazz nights too. Mm. It was very lovely. They sold some. And then I moved to the Southern Highlands. And like I said to me around 18 years ago, you should go full-time painting, you know. So, mm. you know. But by that time, I have decided to come and stay, with, mm. you know. And then I, I just, yeah, 
Mm. I just stay in the highlands and I didn't know anybody and then they told me in town, it's another painter in town, it's another artist. I said, okay. Oh, he got a, a, a studio on the, on the potato shed. And okay, because we were in a property and was a big machine in the shed. And I immediately took you know, possession of it and I make it into a big studio, got all this roll of canvas, hang it from the ceilings, and make all these massive paintings. All, it was covered in no time, mm. you know, just from, from the joy to, to have a, a big space, yeah. you know. You always feel it, don't you? Yeah, fucking calling winter, man. I tell you, yeah. wow, you know, Robertson <laughs> is so beautiful, but it's calling winter and no insulation, because you have to be working with, with gloves and mm. beanies and everything. It was, was fun, it was good. And then um, I met the, the local artist, was a guy, it's a guy called Ben Quilty, and then uh, he said to me, do you have a gardening scene? And I say, uh, not really. And, and then he said, well, I know somebody, and you can show with them. And I still, you know, it's something that I own to him. Then he introduced me to Dominic Mansell from Mansell Wicks Gallery, the old Barrister Gallery. Mm. And I worked with him for around 10 years. Wow. Yeah. That's a... Uh... Yeah. yeah, so that was uh, the first uh, uh, commercial gallery that mm. I really properly worked with them and have shows. Mm. Like, don't have an interesting gallery in Paddington. It used to be three, three terrace houses all joined together. Mm. And he have all these spaces. So the first time that he gives you a chance, he gives you one of the galleries. And it's a space upstairs when he, he hung as well, work from all the artists that he had. So we normally exhibit downstairs, different rooms. Mm -hmm. And then the next times I have all the rooms downstairs. And, and it has been worked well with him. And then um, through a group of young artists, I, I met John Olson, yes. And, and you know, he's a very nice man and very supportive of the arts and everything and of people. And he introduced me to, to Metro Gallery and the director came to the studio and, have a look and, and they kind enough to take my work and it's when, where I met your work mm. you know. yeah so when you were um, also the assistant for John Olsen for a while there like, yeah, yeah, yeah. how was how, uh, how was that how did that impact your art like just oh. seeing it from the difference from the other side as well well I seen um, I seen John is the real deal you know like uh, I could feel sometimes I remember when I met him the first time as a uh, another artist friend, look, he said, I introduce you to John, you go and take him some paper, and I, and I bought all this bunch of books on John Olson from the local shop, uh, silly of me, you know, like, oh, fuck, I want to meet John Olson because I love his work, Spanish Encounters, and I have seen in their gallery in the Wells, another work they really, very vibrant for me, the dark color, because that Spanish, you know, black, dark browns, red, white, you know, the negative spaces, just the passion of the stroke, you know, like, mm. it's, a, it's, it's a crazy painting. I seen him making it one night, and he was still wet when he took it to the gallery, through the window. He wouldn't fit through the door of the apartment, and then he was sitting through the window. He had to put it. <laughs> anyway, uh, I go to meet him, and I said, oh, could you please sign these books? And, oh, my God, you have sold these books. He signed them for me, and then he speaks Spanish very fluently, because he lives in Spain. And he was a chef in there, a sous-chef in there, and he, you know, he knows the Spanish poetry, history, the artist. And sometimes he invited me to, to go to have uh, lunch to the gallery, 
for a paella lunch or some other things. One time he asked me if I would drive him to Orange Gallery to open the exhibition for Gary Shell. And then was the opportunity. I saw that's wonderful because I can drive and he can talk to him about all the artists. Like I like all these artists, I like John Perry. I like, you know, a lot of artists and I will ask him about everybody and he will know all of them a bit and tell me about them, about the human aspect of them and the, the methods of painting. And John have a very sharp eye, but at that time he was 80 something, but he wouldn't miss an eagle flying another bear or a tree or a patch of color, you know, mm. it's very sharp. Mm. Anyway. Trying these eyes. Yeah. Oh, yes. Yeah. No, he's an amazing man. Mm. And then I asked him, you think I can see your painting sometime? Mm. And then he said, oh, it's actually a very intimate thing. I said, okay. But later on, uh, he called me and he said, uh, a very wealthy man in, in, um, in Melbourne wanted me to, to make a big commission. It's around 12 meters by eight meters. And I like you to assist me, too. and and then we 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 made these panels. They were organized by somebody else, mm -hmm. and we walk on top of panels. And it's the first time he walked in a, in acrylics because you need to to put the acrylics to dry quickly so the next day we can walk on top mm -hmm. and paint. So I would go with him into take just with socks and and you know get hold of a bucket of paint for him, and he will have a brush you know attached into a stick and. And then sometimes he's painting like crazy and I have to hold him to, <laughs> to keep the balance. It was so fun, you know, and, and, and I got to know him a bit and we cooked together. And a friend of, the guy who had the, the studio where we were making the painting was a filmmaker. So he put some cameras and he recorded and made a video about it, all the Sun King, and it's been showing ABC TV. And it's, I think it was a lovely experience. John got, I've seen he exhausts himself and he have a, a bit of a heart attack. Yeah, just yeah. from doing that painting. Yeah, but he was he was working hard and also was a lot of visitors, mm. the media, and a lot of other people coming to, to visit. So he was very full on active. Mm. And did, and were you the only person assisting him? Uh, yes, I was uh, with the painting. Yes, uh, mm. somebody else made the panels. Yeah, can red part and you know. I seen uh, Ken McGregor put the, the, the primer yeah. on them. And then I used to come with John, used to unpick him up, leave my car in, in his place and drive him every day and, and we work for a few hours. Mm. And then anyway, he got better, but he had to calm down a bit. We finished the commission, we took it to Melbourne, he got hung, it's in the Langwalker Towers. I seen it's in South Melbourne. And then eventually he asked me later, why you don't come to my studio three times a week? and and you know, and, and then I started to do it, and after a few years, the year they went by, mm. and he has been very helpful to me. Mm. He has been very kind and very helpful yeah. with contacts, and you know, he's just got a generous soul. But also, he, he he's like you. In the morning, he starts, he sits and reads the newspaper, have a cup of tea, and he's just scribbling everywhere, you know. Every word and it's a piece of paper, he have all these pens, 12 pens and ball pen, and he's just pen, just drawing around. Mm. He draws into everything. Yeah. You know, like, oh, it's, yeah, amazing. Yeah, you never know what's going to come when you just put pen to paper. Like, yeah. you, I mean, like, um, something could spark 
a whole body of work. Yeah, he's in yeah. the books and he's reading, he's a scribbling and also he's, he, he's selecting, taking, making notes of the poetry that he's reading and things, mm. you know. Recipe, recipe book, he loves cooking, so all this recipe book with his notation that he put and how he's in, you know, in his eyes for his test was better too. So I, I own him the, a lot of um, good things that has happened in my career too. Mm. You know, so it has been black, really, yeah? Mm. And then I, like, coming to him when he had the exhibition at Philip Bacon, I was walking down the street. I wanted to have a show with Philip, but he would, you know, like, no. <laughs> He's a very nice man, too. Yeah. But he worked with very established artists of that generation or others. He, he might, I do one and take you, it can be good, too. Mm. Uh, but I was walking down the street and I, and I saw this gallery and it said, it looks very nice, Mitchell Fine Arts. And I went inside, have a look. And one of my friends' work was in there. And, I, and they say, oh, you like to have a cup of coffee? And, and I sit with the, with the wife of the director and, one, and with the lady and works in the gallery with Nisa, Nisa and Sharon Mitchell, and they were very nice. And they say, oh, you're an artist. You know, yeah, I'm there's some art, you know. I, I've come. To, to, in support of John for the exhibition, she, oh, show me your work. Mm. And they were looking, oh, we like this, and we know some people in common. Somehow they knew something about my work, and I didn't know, but they have called the husband. She called the husband, and I said, you should come and, and meet this artist. And then he came, and, and I spent, you know, a very beautiful hour there talking to them, and very nice people, beautiful gallery, and then uh, eventually, he came to see me in Robertson and he said, we, we would like you to, for, for you to work with us. Mm. You know, and, and I've been with them for a few years today, very nasty. Yeah. Very lovely. Ah, good work. Yeah, it's just, yeah. so that is It's good to hear how it all sort of um, organically sort of forms, you know. It's yeah. Sort of, it's, it's life though, isn't it? It's just sort of... Yeah. There's, no, there's no direct way to do it because if you actually deliberately approach these people and try to make things happen, it probably wouldn't have happened, you know. No, I remember. They said yeah. to me the first time, come back in five years. So I yeah. never come back. I never went asking again for a long time. Yeah. And I was using a bit that with some group of friends, what you call the vanity galleries, that mm. they, they, they did have a function. Mm. They did, you know. Yeah. Because we've been in a lot of different people that we know together. and So I seen as um, it's, it's, it's a, a, a lot of options and as a young artist and you, you are uh, making yourself a career and you want to commit yourself, you have to try it all, all of them that you can, you know, mm. do a lot of work and submit to prizes and, and go and paint in the streets because like you say, people, you met some interesting people, you never know what is, yeah. you, it only take one person, you know. Exactly, exactly. You know, it's like if you're going to sell a house, a hundred people can come and see it, but it only take the right person to. Mm. to buy the house I suppose uh, Australia is very generous in that aspect you know yeah very it's a bit different now I, I have to say that it's a bit of a depression and that market has somehow vanished and I feel sad for, for a lot of the young artists and they are starting because they need to be natural you know mm. somehow yeah but I think there's pros and cons like even though the uh, interest rates have gone up and the, the art market has dipped a little bit it's still um It'll, it'll turn around like it's just yeah there's, these things happen it, it's a, the wobbly line you know <laughs> yeah, I suppose we have to live uh, day by day mm. we still have it very good you know like mm. uh, I think the, the most important thing is to have health 
mm. you yourself and the there are people that you love mm. I've seen a, and that you can abide with anything and to have still the curiosity the curiosity to 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 play with materials and see what happened you know exactly anything is good even if it seems silly yeah you yeah. know it's a it's a so so I got this um opportunities with these people and, and they have sold some of my work and that between my wife income and, and my work we, we managed you know we juggle to mm. sometimes you know like like you don't sell a work for a long time and money keeps always coming you know to pay things and school mm. schools and see and you go I have there's something with me like a cycle sometimes I I, I I go almost to desperation and then suddenly somebody say oh we want to buy a painting you know the galleries you mm. know like, I try to put all the traffic through the galleries. Yeah. You know, because it's, a, it's the right thing to do. I'm not a good seller, so I, I believe that they are doing a great job. Mm. The agents that I got, they deserve, you know, they percentage, they work hard for it. So it's a, these days with a lot, with the social media, you get a lot of curiosity. Mm. But, you know, like it's, a, you have to pass it through the galleries and they can deal with that. Yeah. Because, you know, you spend all your day, you know. Yeah, there's a lot of logistics. There's a lot of it's time-consuming selling your own art. Yeah, I almost. Uh, I seen I lost my way a few times. You know, in in the with the art is is, is everything. You know, like, like it's by product of our life. So it's very connected to to every day. It's not like it's a job. So I I try to keep office hours too because mm. it helped me with the discipline to to help with the house with the children. Mm. But also I keep coming back every time I can. I jump. I run into the studio. Mm. Even for, you know, in the middle of the night. <laughs> yeah. Sometimes just because you need to have a look. Mm. Something that looks all right, but maybe it's not all right. So you need to yeah. to see. And then you see something else in another painting that needs, you know, just with the limbs, you can see something else that needs to work. Anyway. I'm sometimes the opposite. Yeah. Like I need to walk away from a painting. It's like I need to go home, have an evening at home and then come in in the morning and see it with fresh eyes. Yeah, there's yeah. so many ways to yeah. do it. I think they are all valid. But, some, I, but sometimes in those nights when I leave it and I go home, I can't sleep properly because I'm just thinking about the painting the whole time. Yeah, no, it's yeah. true. <laughs> and you dream about the painting? Yeah, so I used yeah. to dream about the painting. Yeah. Not as much as day, but I used to... Oh, my God, I remember when mm. I was young, I dreamed of a wall that was 100 meters tall and mm. was full of paintings. Yeah. I only remember two. I make one of them. Yeah. But it was full all the way, and, it, and, and somebody said, they are... That's a good work. Mm. Anyway, you know, yeah. it's uh, like prophetic. Uh, you, you have to keep your health, I suppose, as an artist, very grounded too, mm. because uh, it's a lot of temptation that they come along. And uh, like, uh, you know, I, I have a personality that can be sometimes attached to... Okay, uh, okay, the duality of the human mind, you know, you can sometimes feel very spiritual and, and very willing to commit to disciplines, but then... Uh, sometimes a temptation come along your path and, and you feel so tempted too you know? mm. and I have made some mistakes in the past when I almost lost my family and my wife mm. for a year she kicked me out of the house and I have to go and and, and and rent a building they got the building and I didn't have much money it's when when uh, the art dealer from Canberra he got a, a Argon gallery he came and and he knew that I was in some need and he came and he gave me, you know, 10 grand and bought some, some paper then through the year. He has sold them, but that was very kind of him to, 
he was very generous and then I was saying to you the same year that I make another a, a big mistake in my career that was catastrophic for some time like I I I needed the money to 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 the God, to make the studio to the God, the building and all that and these auctioneers came and they made me 20, gave me 20 grand and they took a lot of work and and for a few years I saw that work coming into auctions mm. and it broke my heart and luckily all has disappeared and some nice people has bought it yeah. but, but you know that was a big a big mistake but but I, but perhaps it needed to be made yeah but that, I don't see the auction houses being so bad you know no I think they are important it, it but creates it creates the legacy of your art or perhaps creates yeah. some interest but you yeah. know it's, uh, it's all depend you know for example if you are a, a, a very established artist and mm. I think it's a tricky market to go I, I don't really understand yeah. it very well but but I think it, it could make damage in the way that uh, if you are trying to establish yourself and you are preparing a show and suddenly you know like a painting in the auction you know like Mm-hmm. It's cheaper than than a recent painting. That doesn't make sense. No, no, that's not you know? good. Yeah. And and that um, dissipates with the years, you know. And, and you know you have to, um, in 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 the way that I work, I I like to to do all the work through, through 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 the agents. Yes, mm. it's more you know, so I can just be in the studio and perhaps uh, limit a lot of my work. Mm. I don't know. No, 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 to make it. Yeah, perhaps the income, but you know, I think it's the right way to do it. Mm. Yeah, you know, like I don't know, it's, everybody's different. Yeah, but that's what that's I guess that's what the art world expects out of you as well. But I think it is also an old model to yes. have to leave everything up to the galleries. Yeah, um, I do. Th- I do think it's know. important. But some of the if, if you are working with a good gallery, you want mm. them to make well too. Oh yeah, I'm not. I'm not. Yeah, saying it's wrong or anything, yeah. but I'm just saying that there's uh, you know. Uh, an artist, an artist's career in the eighties is different to an artist's career in the twenty twenty three. You know, yeah. um, you know, and it's and back in the day, it was, you know, everything was just leaning on the the galleries, getting them to you know keep you afloat, sell your paintings. Yeah, but I think you need the one gallery yeah. in, in every state. Yeah, that's that's what I want. I want yeah. I want a gallery in every major city in the world, if possible. You know. Yeah, because in that so. way, you know, it's a. Uh, be, yeah, because they, mm. they got a group of artists, a, sta- a stable of artists, and, and, and everybody needs the right to go. You have your time every year or every second mm. year, and you get the opportunity to, to be part of some group jobs, mm. or sometimes they just, you know, give publicity to your work. However, they have another hundred artists to focus on. Mm, exactly. You know? yeah. So it's why you, you want to expand your, your, your uh, contacts. Mm-hmm. And, you know, it's a... Uh, for me, it's not no point to go and, and, and trying to meet the collectors in a city, but if I can uh, uh, meet a gallery and they can do that for me, mm. and if they are the right person, you have to work with people that you feel that, that, that they, you get on well to, yeah. if it's possible, I don't totally. know, or you like them. Yeah. yeah, well, you want them to respect you and respect your art and see it more than just a commodity. Yes, yeah, it's, yeah. Uh, yeah, it's, uh, it's, uh, it's Art is so funny, man. It is. You got all these aspects. Yeah, I know. You know, but, you, but as artists, it's like I think we've got the best part of it because, you know, we're the creators. You know. You know, it's a, it's a, it's a, I, you know, I don't know. I just have such a good day in the studio yesterday, like doing little scene. You know, like, mm. but suddenly you you see a piece of paper and you cut it and make a little cover with mm. paint and make a few lines, mm. and it's a woman. 
and it's and I bought some sunflower seed for my chickens and was a horse in the sunflower seed and suddenly the woman you can put it on top of the horse mm-hmm. you know and it doesn't make sense it's just something that is not going to exist you know yeah. but, but uh, you entertain yourself exactly you know yeah. I, I, I was painting this pot and I just saw I just going to I didn't know what to do so just the best thing when I know what to do is just take it you know mm. take it you know, and I start to put strokes and things and I say oh Let's put a thick brush. What about if I got a very fine brush and I make some light? And then I thought, I just want to write some poetry. Yeah. And then all the letters, they don't make sense and they start to mix like symbols. And I started to paint another one next to how the two of And in this one, I said, oh, I want to paint all these figures, all these women and this man looking at them or trying to paint them. And, and when I was doing that, the other one started to, 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 to take shape, you know, like, I could see it there, oh my God, that looks like a bull or look like somebody profiled and a bear. And I, and I left that one and I went with the fine brush and with the, with the metal thing that you scratch, mm. because you can scratch the paint on the green wire, you know, Yeah. I make marks, and, you know, I see, and, and then I, 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 I got sucking for an hour in there, you know, in this macro universe and was... I was feel so content with you know yes, mm. yes, with black, with white and and, and so <laughs> scrapping black. You know, it's, yeah. you, you can really oh, yeah. the whole experience in, in with these simple things is what I like about art. Mm. You know, it's it's like something magic, sacred, silly too. Yeah, and I feel it if you can paint from the heart more than the head and just let it flow out like. It's amazing what comes out of you. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, it's funny how it balances itself. Like I remember working with John. He said, "Oh, we're going to have uh, the Jackson Pollock moment." Pa pa pa. Yeah. And then and now, you look at it and see. You know how you put it together. I think the combination of the mm. two works very well. You know, mm. so, uh, I I very figurative painting. I. I, I see figures everywhere, mm. so I, I cannot make abstract paintings, you know. Mm. But I, I like abstract thing as a background. I appreciate abstract art, but, but everything, I can see a figure or face or an animal. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I come from, from that uh, scene. Mm. And yeah. And I noticed you, your work too is you like a lot of figures and mm. you, you got. I was looking at that Audi that you painted too, the Audi. Audi? The what? The car. The car. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. 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 I was showing to my neighbor. He, have, he is no artist, but he likes cars. Yeah. <laughs> it's funny. And I say, oh, this, this artist is coming. I show you his work. I, oh, you say, oh, yeah, that's different. Oh, look at the car. Oh, that's how this has CRs. Blah, 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 blah. Yeah. <laughs> I drove that all up, up and down the coast here. It was oh, nice. good fun. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. Looks good. Yeah. Yes, I was looking at that and I said, oh, wow, look, he painted in big houses too, you know, all these, all these murals outside, mm, you know. Yeah. You know, nice. Yeah. But I noticed you come also from that figurative uh, mm. mind, you know, like, kind of mm. thing. And I think it's possible to take it to another level, but sometimes you, you have the glimpse, mm. the glimpse that is another level of freedom to mm. mystery and perhaps that is, is something to look forward, you know, like, like a sport person look for you know, they play in the, let's say, in the, in the A-League of Australia, and then they go international and suddenly it's an opportunity to be part of the World Cup or something like that. Yeah. 
You know, I seen in, in the artist's mind, sometimes we have to, to feel like that. Perhaps not everybody get the chance to go to big exhibitions or competition because people get selected by bureaucracy too. But we can challenge our, our, ourselves and, and feel that we can achieve something personal as well mm-hmm. and give yourself satisfaction, but that will somehow vibrate energy like the rock that you throw on the lake with the waves. Yeah. You know, that can be that matching in art and mm-hmm. can generate. I've yeah. seen what a lot of people meditate, they, they are working on, on, on the ether too. Mm-hmm. I don't know, it's, it's very... I don't have an idea about <laughs> just a curiosity. Yeah. What That's about great. you, Tom? What do you think about you know, all these things? Uh, I, I find that oh, there's so much to say about it, but I find that I, I, I love to just go with the flow. Everything starts with what captures my eye, and then there's a um, product of elimination of um, how I like to paint. I know there's certain ways I don't like to paint, and so I eliminate them from my artwork, and then I'm left with the, the tools that I, I want to proceed with. And then I, can, I, I feel that I've established a style for myself, and now I can uh, um, apply that to lots of different um, subject matters and yeah. objects and sceneries, like settings, uh, landscapes, uh, figures, and I can just I can approach anything now. And, um, yeah, I, know, I feel that the next year for me is going to be a real transition. I, you know, I've just moved out of a city and I'm in a new surroundings. I'm meeting new people. I'm um, coming across lots of. Uh, I know my sti- uh, my um, I'm very inspired and my, I'm very stimulated by all my new surroundings. You know, you know, it's like when you go overseas and everything's amazing. And it's like, mm-hmm. oh my god! But then if you st- if you spend three years there, everything will become every like mundane. For yeah, it. and, and I'm at the point where I'm still highly stimulated by my surroundings and I feel it's going to really uh, uh, impact my artwork I can see in your yeah. artwork too you know yeah. the urban settings now they, they are expanding and all these greens yeah. coming these plants yeah. you know and well, I always paint my surroundings and like yeah. when I was you know living in Spain all my paintings looked very Spanish and then I moved to Melbourne back to Melbourne and they all looked very suburban Melbourne because I was my studio was in the suburbs and so then you always travel with with a, with a backpack studio no, no, no sketchbooks you know sketchbook, yeah. I always travel with the sketchbooks and they become paintings because yeah. you can always get you know in a place like Barcelona you can yeah. go to any art shop or buy paper wow they, what you can buy in these places yeah. Yeah. Rare materials I, I travel with my with, with, when we go overseas. I always take my one suitcase is just materials for painting. Yeah. And we went to Europe. I was painting everywhere. Mm. Yeah. yeah, I always take watercolors. Yeah, nice. Yeah, oh my god. Yeah, because it's just so small and easy. Yeah, watercolors, acrylics, Yeah, yeah, it's it's. Yeah, I don't know what else to do. Just I cannot just sit on the beach and have cocktails. No, no. But I can have cocktails and paint. Exactly. You know, like, <laughs> I'm the same. Yeah, no, it's yeah. good. I'm so happy you are in this era. You know, it's, mm. a, it's some very strong energy in, in the mm. uh, northern rivers, you know, this mm. area of the uh, south of Queensland and the northern rivers with all that extinct volcano, you know, that's, mm. it's a lot of um, magnetism in the land. And I, I, I don't know, as a sensitive person, you might be able to, to channel that into your work. I, I don't know, it's, mm. it's, it's very beautiful. I'm very happy to, to be here. Even was was a bit difficult at the beginning. I could, uh, as a career, I, I see, you know, mm. uh, the money drying a bit with the move at the beginning, mm. you know, was hard the first year. Yeah. 
because uh, you know, I suppose you know, I was in contact a lot with with, with people and mm. people interested in the world and with John and and the galleries and then. Uh, yeah. I have a stop to work with Dominic for a while and have a show with him also and work some paper. We did well with the show too, but then uh, I end up a couple of years with no gallery and and then I concentrate with with. Uh, uh, Metro gave me a few chances. Was mm. giving me one show a year. That was good. Mm. They did some good sales of the of the exhibition to like sometimes just from the racks. You know they have yeah, these beautiful yeah. racks. Yeah. Where they always show the people and and meet show too. Mm. And then uh, I I just met through uh, through Dominic. Uh, he knew that I didn't have a gallery and and he was very kind enough to to call me and say Carlos. Uh, a little bird told me that you don't have representation in Sydney. You know that you can show with us anytime you want. Mm. So we organized an exhibition. It got cancelled because they, they closed Sydney. Mm. But then the year after I have it and was very successful, I think. Mm. Was very happy to because I know a lot of people in Sydney that they know the world from thirty years ago. You know, like what a painting for a few hundred dollars and things like that. Yeah. And they've been following, they've been so loyal, you know, mm. and uh, they just, thanks to them, you know, you can make a bit of a career too. Yeah, totally. It's a, yeah, it's, I think that they come along the galleries. You, you have to uh, believe and be positive mm. and go for it. Uh, yeah, totally. Yes. I agree. And yes, and the other one, the vanity ones are a good step into because a big city gallery, they don't know you and you are just a starting artist, you know, you are competing with a lot of established artists and, and it, it's another league. It's like an onion and it have different layers, you know? Yeah. And it's a pecking order too and, and you have to be respectful. Some people have been working for a long time. Yeah, it's yeah. like a CV as well. Like, yes. you know, if you finish high school and go out and get a job, you don't have much experience, but as you gain more experience and you build that CV up, you can, get more opportunities. Absolutely, yeah. and not to lose harder, you know, mm. you because uh, you just go yourself and you work hard and make yourself better. Mm, better into your own eyes too, you know. It's always techniques to learn. You know, it's, it's uh, oh God, you know. Yeah. These days you can get, you can go to the hardware and, and, and buy stuff. Yeah, I buy a lot of my stuff from Bunnings. Yeah, <laughs> I love Bunnings too. I was there the other day, uh, many things. Yeah. Many things, Yeah. pain, Varnishes, uh, gloves. Yeah. You know the gloves. I yeah. can with gloves too because I like to touch it with my hand. The old. Yeah. Yeah. You know the mask <laughs> sometimes. Yeah. Yeah. And and you do uh, with with your, with your I I hear some of your podcast before. Then you were using again your your air. The airbrush. Airbrush. Yeah, I love it. Yeah. Yeah. So you connected into your compressor. Yeah, I got a little compressor. I connect the airbrush. I put some ink in there. So the, you okay. where do you put? You put the, the the ink on the airbrush, and you can put acrylic or, or car yeah, paint. Yeah, like, paint. Or? No, it's like um. It's uh, uh, high flow acrylic. It's called. So it's oh, wow. real. It's acrylic paint, but it's really uh, watery. Oh nice. And um, yeah, but it's just because for me it replicates the. Uh, it's like using a can of black spray paint, but yeah. it's, it's small. You know. So it's your stump, your your, your roots to, to you know like back, exactly. Back, it takes you back to the to the freedom of being in the streets and doing, mm. you know, the big work. And and what do you prefer to paint on? Which mediums? Wood or? Uh, on on smaller pa paintings, I like to do it on um, on wooden panels because I can just frame it myself. And, yeah. it's and which wooden panels are they? Like like uh, 
like marine ma- marine ply. Mm-hmm. Yeah, marine and then ply. um, it's beautiful. Yeah, yeah. and yeah. I like using uh, linen for big canvases, and then I can just roll them up and put them in the corner. And then when it's ready for them to be shown, I'll stretch them and frame them and yeah, it's, send them that's out there. Great. Me yeah. too. <laughs> yeah. 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 Space, is, space is essential in the studio. You can't be oh, like, drowning in paintings. Oh, it is. that. You know, like, yeah. I, I want to finish this one. It yeah. looks very nice when it's empty. Yeah. I still have a photo when we, when we as moving, I was, oh, it looks so big, empty, you know. Yeah. And I was all this. But some of them are getting finished and I will put them out of the way because until one painting is finished, then, not, then I know that, you know, like, like mm. I have done with it, I ha- take it off the wall. Like all these works in progress mm. for the, I got this show in Adelaide and I just managed to finish them. Mm. And then uh, in June I have to do Canberra. Canberra is going to be maybe maybe around 20 paintings and, and the guy said that the market has to come down to have them all under six grand, so it's not going to be mm. very big. And then I got seen it in July, so, mm. um, yeah, so it's good. And also, it's a lot of work and come back from other shops that you can recycle or touch. You know, you know. Yeah. It's a, yeah, it's a never-ending thing. Yeah, I love it. Yeah, and, and how do you do now? You have to organize couriers and all that. Yeah, yeah, I just get couriers. Yeah, you got some, it's a lot of nice ones. Who you got? Miles, Aiden? No, uh, uh, Logia. I just use... Logia? Yeah, yeah, Carola. Yeah, yeah. And Miles. Yeah, Isn't yeah. she lovely? Yeah, yeah. And then, um, but with the, I also... Um, a lot of my artwork goes directly to Melbourne and I've got a framer that I work with there. So I send the canvas roll okay. up oh, and then nah, they frame yeah. it. Post. Yeah. Oh no, depend on the size because uh, yeah. I think you, certain, um, you can send only a tube. Yeah, 1.5. But if they are nice with you, they let you go 120. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh yes. Yeah. If I can send Logia, it's very good price. Mm. Yeah. But okay, and, 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 and when you said you were doing, you know, some of your framing for the smaller pieces, so you got some of the tools in the studio? Too? No, I um I buy uh, pre-made uh, wooden panels with the frame. Okay. Yeah, the floating really frame. Good, yeah, really oh, good. I can't believe what you can buy now. Yeah, man. I get mine made by a furniture maker. Yeah. Um, who also does framing and uh, and he sends me boxes full of them up oh, up no. to my studio and you go like like yeah it's good to have a lot of materials it is it is you know like because you don't hold back no that's right yeah. you know if you buy only one expensive piece of paper you, you you're watching but but you know I seen if you can invest and buy ten pieces or mm. twenty mm. doesn't have to be the more expensive but the medium range and you can just go nuts exactly and, and if you don't like it uh, you can recycle it's a because I come from a very poor uh, background in Latin America, and you know, I mean, poor in the sense we were middle class, but the country was financially, through a civil war, was no much our materials around too, so you don't waste anything. Mm. I couldn't believe to walk in sometimes around studios and see people just chuck canvas on the rubbish. And mm. Yeah, even with paper, if I've got a really good paper, like some really nice paper, and I do a painting I don't like too much, I'll um, I'll roll over it with. Um, with paint and yeah. just start again or maybe even flip it over like yes. sometimes I've got I sell paintings and there's both a painting hands. on the back as well I have the frame that yeah. perfects in both sides but people have done it like that I said the one on the back's shit like don't worry about it and maybe they like it <laughs> they, like, they like it though you yeah. never know man yeah the last show I sent to, to Melbourne mm. was a painting that said oh this is silly I don't know even when I said it and it was the first one that sold you know yeah. and you never know it's always the way yeah you never yeah. know because everybody thinks different mm. and have different feelings too. yeah 
Thanks for uh, taking the time to sit down and have a chat, Carlos. It's been great to find out more about your life and your art and to just sitting here in your studio surrounded by artwork is like, it's awesome. I'm um, big fan of your work and even a bigger fan having met you and having um, seen so much of your art up close and personal. Oh, you're so yeah. nice. Yeah. Thank you. Thank yeah. you for taking the time to do not just the podcast with me, but 150 more podcasts you have done. You know, it's a mm. lovely effort you're taking. For a thing is good for the humanity to share the love and what is out there. Mm. And I'm a big fan of your work. I like it a lot too. And I have seen it around, uh, and now I put a face yeah. and, a, and, a, and a nice spirit into it too. Mm. It's very, yeah, it's, I got very excited. I went to Tom Gallery and, and I saw two of your pieces. They, oh, look! Yeah. And then Alex said, oh, they're very nice. It's yeah. very nice. Yeah. Oh, you want to meet Tom? Yeah. He said the same about you. Yeah, he's very lovely, yeah. man. So um, thank you so much for taking the time to come to the Caramban Valley. Ah, Mi casa, tu casa. Ah, muchas you know? gracias. Oh, un placer. De nada, mira, mira. Arriba, arriba. <laughs>